Welcome to another great episode of Sling and Stone, where we have authentic conversations with no script on engaging topics with a genuine brotherhood. And best of all, we get to do life with you. Welcome to Slinging Stones. We slinging stones. What up, baby? That's what we're doing. We back. We're survivors. We survived the hurricane. I'm a survivor. How do you pronounce the name of that hurricane? It was started with an I. I Idola Ndelia. Idola. Dala. Listen, we had so many people calling us. Ebola. We had so many people calling us from out of Florida. And they're like, oh, you guys are good. You okay? Yeah. Um, Florida's different. I guess we have so many stores we used to. We're built different. And then this is what got me. Yeah, somebody say, uh, well, we're praying that this storm doesn't hit us and moves away. I'm like, I don't pray those prayers because Mm-mm. it's going to hit somebody else. <laughs> like, pray don't hit you, but your next door neighbor tear down his whole house. I'm okay <laughs> hitting up somewhere else. I'm like, no, if I'm going right. to pray for the storm to just go away completely. Yeah. Not just yeah. don't don't hit me because somebody's going to get the effects of this thing. Yeah. So. Listen, I prayed a little different. I pray for for safety, of course. No, he prays for like, his. He just prayed for his house. So he's like, I, what? Pray, I pray that it demolishes my job <laughs> <laughs> to rubble, <laughs> to rubble. But no one in there, of course. <laughs> Listen, but miss rubble. that part. Miss that part. But hit that specific. Bro, I'm part. tired of showing up at my job doing hurricanes. Just and imagine the trees that. are down, cars are flipped, flooded, and the. The, the job is just standing there made out of steel. And I'm like, you're still up? But just imagine that. Like, you hear in the news, everything was untouched except for this one job. This <laughs> one specific building. That's <laughs> weird. I didn't want to name the store, but yeah. It's, it's annoying. It's, it's, it's annoying. one place. But listen, doing hurricanes, man, you get the day off with pay. and so you know. Or you have to work. Yeah. Yeah, cool. seriously, because um, that's my, my case. Yeah, my wife's a nurse, and they actually yeah, last year. There's no days off. Yeah, Manitory. they made her actually uh, spend the night out there to make yeah. sure that she was going to be at work. Yeah, they just sent in my my daughter and my my nephew. Yeah. They got to stay there. Yeah, hey, listen, first, man, that's money though. Man. Yeah. yeah, it's that's big money, money though. And listen, in all fairness, I know it sucks for them, but um, you're doing something it's good. Plus, you're getting paid, man. Yeah, you're getting paid good money to do mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. well, and it comes with the job description too, yeah. technically. Yeah, I mean, I would want no, I would want to be nowhere else but with my family during those moments. So I get it. I really do. I yeah. get it. But um, the money, man. I, yeah. You pay me the right way, money, man. I might, might, might want to. So hurricane stay in comes that building. and they're paying you a hundred thousand. I'm there. Done. I'm done. Okay. Man, and I guarantee you, my wife is that? would be hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. Wow. Done. Done. Beverly Hills Hospital. Right Fifty thousand. Done. You know what I I'm love? I'm gonna do you. I'm gonna go down. Fifty thousand. Done. <laughs> Five thousand. Ten. <laughs> Five. Two dollars. Ten dollars. The jobs are gonna start calling us. <laughs> we heard. Five thousand. Come on up. Let me hold. Five dollars. <laughs> you it. know what I love about not about the actual hurricane, but just seeing the weather people. Standing outside to let you know it's windy out there. Like you really have to be out there. And they like barely. And they're standing in the middle of the yeah, flood. Man. They're like, look how high the water is. <laughs> then you see some of them there, there, and then it's like they're just in a small area that's flooded. You see somebody in the background just walk like nothing. <laughs> Like, bro, what are you doing, bro? Did you guys ever see the one that the, got hit with a stop sign? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's they were standing out there. It's so windy. And also, a stop sign came. Bah! Bah! That's, uh, that's exactly what it is. And you always see some white guy playing in the water. It's like, always. Out there, it's always. Or in an airboat. like know driving by. why they're doing that. Like, it's yeah. in that culture, bro. They're like, the gators yeah. are out here, too. Yeah. <laughs> place is crazy, America. man. America. <laughs> Electric eels, stingrays, and everything. Ele- electric eels. <laughs> Look at this power line. <laughs> it's just in the water. It's all right. This hurricane doesn't scare me. I got my beer. I know my rice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? What about that time? Um, I think this was a couple of years ago when the the the, the reporter was like, oh. "It's a hurricane five. It's gonna just kill everybody. Everybody's gonna die. Yeah. There's and, he's like, you can... and your kids die too." They're like what? Yeah, he wow. said it live on yeah. TV. I'm like, lost his job for that. Time. Yeah, he did. He did. He had to. Because he was trying to tell the people it was serious. You know, get out, evacuate. Don't sit this one out. Then people are going to die. And he goes, and oh, yeah, and your kids die too. I'm like, what is and your, and your dog and your cat. <laughs> that got morbid quick, man. Yeah. So did his career. It was gone. Yeah. <laughs> and after this, my career dies. <laughs> do, you think, do you think culturally we prepare for hurricanes differently? Absolutely. absolutely. Party. Yeah. When I was growing up, hurricane parties, bro. That oh, was a thing. Yeah, absolutely. But we still put the survival pack together just in case. Mm, not at all. No. Not at all? 
No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. You had a, you had a. Uh, what kind of party? Yeah, what kind, of, a, kind no, of party you had? No, dude, we did. Just a, put the windows up and then rock. <laughs> no, we did the, we did the full like bug out bag. You know what I'm talking about with all the. No, 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 not that. Okay. Let, let me let me say, I didn't even know you had to prepare for hurricane until I got my own house. Yeah, we bugged out. For real? Yeah, bag. man, I didn't. <laughs> Man, what's in a bug out bag? Yeah, a bug out bag like you're preparing for the zombie apocalypse type (laughs) bug out bag. Like, so you've got like perishables, you've got you know, your flare guns, you've got um, wow, (laughs) you're crazy, no way, bro. Parachute, my bag was a little different. My bag was a little different back in the day. I was asking Ron earlier. I was like, so how do you prepare? How do you prepare for a hurricane? And he was like, I just go to somebody else's house. And they do a hurricane party. Exactly. That's how we did it, man. Hurricane party. My Uh, first hurricane as an adult. Now, this is me before I was in the church. uh Uh-oh. You got a keg, didn't you? We had beers everywhere. Sounds about right. And we've experienced other hurricanes. And here in central Orlando area, a lot of times we don't get the hard hurricanes. Right. Up to that point, it was Hurricane Charlie. I think it was 04 or something like that. That was the first one that actually was like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah, so before that, it was like, oh, it's just going to have some rain. We used to rain here in thunderstorms. Mm -hmm. So this is me living in the bachelor pad. We were on the roof. What? On the roof. And it was a two-story condo. We were on the roof, and it started to, it was light rain. And Charlie wasn't supposed to hit us. Charlie took a turn all of a sudden and went straight towards us. Yeah. So we're up there, and all of a sudden it's getting, <laughs> it's getting a little thicker, a little heavier. And you see, all of a sudden you see a Transformers blowing up. <laughs> what? And we're on the roof, like, I think we should go down. We're <laughs> drunk now. We're no, drunk. this is good. We go in there, and all of a sudden we hear in the bathroom, the water in the toilet just gets sucked right out. And we're like, oh, what's going on here? So immediately we see the windows are starting to just like shake and stuff. So I go upstairs to my room to put, I don't know what I was thinking, my dresser in front of the, the in case the window blew open. As I'm moving the dresser, the window just shatters. Wow. This moment, like, <laughs> we're drunk and panicked. Uh, all right, this is a little more serious. I think you'd go completely sober at that point. Yeah, we start sobering up and all this other stuff. But yeah, it was Dang. crazy. And as soon as it finished, we walked to my mom's house. She lived like five miles, not even five miles away, but like trees down, all types of things down. People were like, that was dumb. You might have power lines down. Like, oh. You know, back in the day, too, the hustler days, man, when that would happen, right after the hurricane, we used to go to people's houses and 50 bucks to clean the yard. To clean the yard. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Easy money, bro. Easy. Trees. People like, yeah. Left us some trees, you know. And you know where to go. We used to go in the section where it's like 50 plus, yeah. 50 years or older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I, yeah. We used to, me and a couple of friends go over there and be like, hey, we'll move these branches out, put it up front, 50 bucks. So you're telling me that none of y'all have ever thought about getting no. a generator? No. Now, no. yes. Now, yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. Yes. Can't afford it. Now. Can't afford no generator? It's a generator. <laughs> getting that is stupid. <laughs> it's funny because if I have a generator and you're electricity. I'm coming to your house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, I don't have to purchase one if I know somebody who has one. Okay. So don't tell them you have one. Yeah. It won't be Too open. I, gotta, I wanna get one, though. Yeah. I think it's important. How much do they cost? Like, uh, they, it depends. It's, it, no, it yeah, depends. varies. Under, you can get yeah. a smaller one for a hundred bucks, or you can get a big That's one for no. grand. I can do a hundred. Hundred bucks is only gonna give you one light. Yeah, bulb. it'll give you an hour. <laughs> you charge my phone. <laughs> they have, phone. Yeah, they have the adapters that actually hook up to your um, car battery now that you can use too. So yeah. now my car. Listen, the last hurricane that we had, that we actually had a bunker down in the house. Man, I had the best family time, bro. Card playing cards. Oh, dude, yeah. I think we talked about you that. You forced them. Too. You forced these kids to really put that phone away and really, because they knew if you use your phone at one point it's gonna die. There's no electricity to recharge that. Right. Yeah. So candles, you know, I was good, man. I was good. I'm like yeah. hurricanes. The hurricanes. one thing about like natural disasters and stuff like that, and I guess the positive you can see that comes out of it too is the unity, how people come together. Yeah. yeah. It's everybody's, crazy. everybody's nice. Yeah. When everything else happens, everybody's everybody, cooking for each other. Yeah. You're looking out for each other. You talk more to your neighbors more than ever before. And it's just it's it's sad that it happens that way, but that's I guess everybody your status doesn't matter. Your social status doesn't matter. How much money you have doesn't matter because you're all going through the same thing. You yeah. don't have power, your your trees are down, everybody becomes equal or like equal playing field. And just like at our last job, when we were doing sandbags, we had like the funnest. Oh, we did. We had a blast filling oh, sandbags. Listen, yeah, so next hurricane we need to we need to gather up here at the church, man. Let's do it. We could. Yeah, Dude, I don't know if that's it'd good be idea. That'd be the only time you see an equal amount of the men and the women. We could do it uh, at the church. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Segway. Like a Speaking of which. Uh, what's your thoughts? <laughs> you like I did that? Listen, listen. What is your thoughts on um, the church having more women in the church 
than men. You being a pastor, Mario, let me ask you this. Do you see that? This is more, this is not the only church you've been to, right? No, no, this is actually, so yeah. So you've seen, have you, is that something Travel you've to seen? to other churches. Yes, but I, I think at this church, um, it's taking a turn. Um, it's, it's starting to equal out. Um, we tend to draw families in here. But we do see that it's the women that lead. You know, I so want to argue that, but I'm a victim of it. But that's, it's, I, yeah. I told you, that's frustrating, man. Like, we need to get to a point where we, the men are bringing yeah, bringing the families in. The men are doing that, mm-hmm. you know. But and statistics show when the men is the first one to come to church, the whole family will follow. And, and I think you had a, a great point on this. You had your oldest son. He was like, "Oh, if dad goes, I'll go." Yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah. So yeah. when the men lead, it's so important that when the man takes that charge, the whole family follows. But it, it more women are. We're looking at the stats, and we can't go. We look at these stats, and we don't. We I don't know, fully trust reports, but most of the reports are saying that most churches have more women than than. Well, men. if we see it, yeah, it's the stats aren't going to be. Yeah, no, it may be, that be far off, off a little yeah, bit, here but and there. it's still a fact, this, and I believe it because when I I went to church growing up, I saw more women yeah. than men. So it's not. I don't think it's a. You know, the stats are wrong. Maybe off a little. Yeah, bit, yeah, numbers are here and there, but it's yeah. not wrong. I I see it here in this church. Yeah, I, I see it getting better. But I don't see the men coming. As you said, I see the family. Yeah. I'm referring to, okay, let's leave the kids out of it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, just the male. It's just the men yeah. coming in. You know, like it's. it's uh, and you, you, we do see it on times like, uh, let's say, a prayer night. It's dominated by women. No, it is our uh, prayer nights. And I don't have the answer. I really don't have the answer why this happens. We can throw different theories out there and just talk around the room and see why we think. But I really don't. I, I don't. I don't know. I, and I, I think it does stem from. I have a strong theory, but I want to hear everyone's theory. I think it kind of stems from too from the followers' generations and mm-hmm. stuff like that. All that stuff. I think. That, I don't think it's just one thing. It's multiple things that. But if you had to pin, so let's go around the table. If you had to, if you had to think of something or a reason, why do you think that happens? Why do you think? I think men are. It's harder for men to commit. Hmm. Okay, that could be one. I think there's a vulnerability factor <clears throat> that women are, it's easier for women to kind of, you know, open up and be vulnerable because, you know, let's be honest, in, in church settings, like real, real church settings that are, you know, family oriented, there's a lot of vulnerability that takes place to where um, you kind of have to open up to certain avenues, you know, yeah. to where men are a lot. And as we've discussed this before, uh, men are a lot more closed off. Like, I, I can handle mine. I got mine. You know, so. That's How about you, Ron? <laughs> For me, I'm, I'm going to give my example. For it was, it was the fact that the whole week I'm busy, and then Saturday is Ooh. for the family. I felt like Sunday was my day to chill and relax. Like. Day. It's my day. I don't want to do nothing. I didn't want to go to church or anything like that. Um, shout out to my ex. She's the one that got me back into the church. And when she introduced the church to me, it's like, like you, man, why? I don't want to go. To-. But it sucked me back in. And, and ever since then, I, I've been going to church regularly. But I felt like, man, Sunday's my day, man. I don't want to go to no church. I don't want to do all that. So it was... Kind of different, so and I, I think it's for most men too. Like, you work the whole week, and you know sometimes you get a Saturday off. Saturdays you got to spend time with the kids, and then you get that one Sunday where you want to kick back, watch football, and just relax and not do nothing. So I, that that was my situation, but I think that's kind of looking at um, church as like a job almost. You know, mm. like I mm. like a I, burden. Yeah, like kind of like okay, this is what I have to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get that. Well, I guess there's no value placed on it. Yeah, like I've this. What am I gonna go there for? What am I gonna get out of it? I'd rather watch the football game. I'd rather, and, and and it's crazy because when I first started going to church, my first church started at one o'clock, and during football season is like oh, that's prime time. Like it's Giants and Cowboys. That's the rivalry <laughs> game. Like come on, like ah, oh, gotta be at church. Yeah. So at that time, because you don't have that, you. Your values are different. Hasn't been established yeah. yet. Like, no, correct, exactly. correct, correct. You don't exactly. see the importance of that gathering, that meeting. So that that's part of it too, you know. And and I can see that too around like six days of the week. I'm busiest in that. It's my one day, especially if you got to work on Monday. Got to go right back. Just relax on this Sunday. Mm. 
So that's it. Mine's are similar. Um, you know, it's funny because I think of it and I'm like, they know what they're doing by putting football on Sundays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing. But listen, I think um, I think women are more easier to be like, we're going to, like, women are always looking to better something. Correct. Here's my view on it. When my wife is always looking to to upgrade something in, in, in our lives. She's not one to sit down and just allow the norm to take over. So, and that, and that's going to church. When I met my wife, um, all the dirt I was doing in the street, she was always telling me um, of church experiences that she had. And, you know, and even then I'm just like, okay, you know, you don't want to hear that, you know what I'm saying? But she's always looking to upgrade. So I think for the most part, the women in their mindset are always looking to upgrade for the most part. And the men are so satisfied with the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm okay. I was okay. No, well, if, you don't, if you don't see something that's broken. Complacent. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. And, and you know, we, we don't see eye to eye, me and my wife, at all when it comes to that. Because she's always looking, which is good. Because she's always looking, like I said, to, to, to better. Yeah. Not that I don't want it, yeah. but I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense? Not really, man. No. Okay. Hey, you keep mentioning your wife, so I'll be careful. You, yeah, I'm just about to say, uh, go get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. I'm saying positive stuff. But mine is more like I want to, like Ron said, sit there. Yeah. My norm would be watching football. That's my norm, you know? So when my wife comes along and says, for an example, I want to start going to church. That is not norm to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That is not your norm. Not, that's uh, breaking into your norm. That's <laughs> the total opposite of the norm. Yeah. Yeah. So we have I have a problem with that. So then I'm like, ah, you know, if you want to go, amen, go. And, and and as men, for the most part, we're like, okay, she's out happy, praying, doing whatever she's doing over there. And I'm at home watching TV. No distractions. And I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. And little do we understand that that's exactly what the enemy wants. Yeah. Absolutely. For you to be complacent. Like, so exact. And you got to think, for women, they want to be led. And when you are in church, you, quote, unquote, that's where you find the person that's going to yeah, lead you. Yeah, I get you, that. I get that. Right. Yeah. And and that's what, what gravitates most women to, to church because they, they feel like, I'm not going to say that, but they feel like it's home. It's it's like a, it's a safe place. And they, they, they want to get there. That's where they thrive. That's where they, like, kind of. Re- rebuild their spirits throughout the whole week because they you, you, mothers go through a lot. Yeah, yeah, because they're dealing with us. They de- <laughs> exactly they deal with a lot. So I think it's like a recharge for them to, you know, spiritually get back connected for for the week to come. So it's just like, man. let me go further. I'm gonna oh, dig it. I want to go even that. more in. Uh-oh. Go, go deep in. I want to go Be more. Be safe. In. Safe. Don't I'm gonna go more. Don't in. jump. Even when you get the men in the church, the women praise harder. Oh, mm. dude, absolutely. Oh, because that's, we got to like, look cool, man. Nah, yeah, man. No. I mean, you're right, you but I'm cool. saying, like, that's another, that's another, that's a whole different, whole different even subject. getting the men in the church, the women are throwing down, bro. The hands up uh-huh. and, you don't, like, dude, but right. that's not something yeah. you see until you come to church. Absolutely. Yeah. I would never have thought that. Dude, shout out to, to my wife, but that's, but here, now let I me, learned my praise. Let, let me throw her. one even stronger. Yeah, when we went to the club, I was out there. Praising harder than my wife. Doing the dirty bird. Yeah. Think about that, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Imagine Jimmy in the club. Hey, oh. Man, I, I can't see it, man. It's crazy, bro. Uh, I can see him dancing. <laughs> now, I didn't really dance like that, but I would, I would, my hands up, pray, like praising. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. The Dang same concept. Signs? No, no, no gang signs. But I was praising, like, especially you throw some nice... Hip hop in there, man. I was all over, and my wife would, my wife would go to the club with us sometimes and shoot, drink, just relax. Nothing like at church. You see her throwing down, praising, hands up, praising. But when I'm at the club, I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it's, and I think that that's crazy how that doesn't reflect when the men come to the church. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like that same reaction that we do when we're out drinking or whatever we were doing back in the day, and then we come to the church and we just. Mm-hmm. Leave it like th- it. It doesn't match. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It, it takes time to get to that point when you when you're comfortable in the church to really like surrender yourself and and not think about everything that's going on. For men, when we get in, it's like okay, let me see. Do you what's feel going intimidated? 
when you see the women praising as they do in the no. church? I, do you feel like intimidating meaning? There like, might have been a time. Not now. I, not, I don't, now, I don't yeah. now, but that's what started yeah, me. Yeah. Like when I saw my wife with both hands up right. and I'm oh. like, I'm not putting both hands up. <laughs> maybe maybe one. You might get one like in his hey. chest high too. It's like this. Yeah. 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 There's a there's a running joke that you can tell how where somebody's at in their spiritual maturity, how high their hand goes up. That's funny. Because <laughs> it starts in your pockets yeah. and it's yeah. a little bit to the side. Yeah. And then uh, it just keeps going higher and higher and higher. <laughs> it gets wider instead of up. <laughs> like you're about to meditate. Yeah, you just uh, sprouting out. Instead of going up, you just like you Titanic. Take, you're taking more room. <laughs> It's it's weird though because it's it's uh yeah back in the day I would I would look and it didn't take my daughter long neither to to praise and 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 now my son your son yeah yeah my little the That's littlest beautiful. one is running up there and 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 I'm just like man like I gotta get it together bro I I think this Sunday I'm gonna run around the church bro do it bro do it I'm gonna run like you want me to run the back they say, room do a lap if you do a lap somebody's gotta and pass the baton <laughs> I pass it around and it's just with <laughs> an asthma pump bro. <laughs> I'm a little over age for that, but listen, we got top flight security, so I don't know if you're gonna be running around. So the whole world, <laughs> we got the best security over the whole world. So I don't know if you're gonna be running around our church. You can get suplexed, suplexed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it, it's 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 something that needs to change. Um, it is men man. need to lead the charge, and and we had a, a meeting a while back with the men. <laughs> I said that too. I was like. Man, you gotta lead the charge, and some people got—they felt a little funny. Like, what do you yeah. mean I gotta lead the charge? A little offended. Yeah, but it's the truth. We gotta lead the charge. Um, we're designed for that. That God called us to do that, and and a, a bit of pride comes into it. You know, I don't want to look. I put my hands up and look a certain way, or you know, Definitely. you gotta you gotta get uncomfortable. Absolutely. And and but we see that even from Jesus' time, Jesus had twelve men that rolled with him all the time, and when it was time when he was on the cross, only one of them were there. Yeah. So men, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, Listen, when I see these old films like that, like you're yeah. talking about, yeah, 90% of the time it's the men. Yeah. Back in those days, either the men praising or the men ain't, but the men were more dominant Yeah. in that, right? Mm-hmm. Where did it change? I don't know. Like, now we have the women. Are we talking, like, back in, like, Billy Graham era type? I don't know. Well, listen, I don't know who Billy Graham is. <laughs> oh, okay. So... You're speaking Chinese to me right We're now. Talking but like 60s, 70s. I'm talking about like just back in the day yeah. and then now. Billy Graham was a very Let's famous evangelist. Yeah. Very, 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 very famous, famous evangelist. Evangelist. But um, yeah, yeah it, it changed somewhere, man. I know that because, uh, and it's hard because I I complain about it now. Even tomorrow, sometimes I'm like, dude, man, where are the men at? But I was a few years ago that absent man, male inside yeah. the church. And you so. you said something, you know, like and a lot of guys. Oh, I see it. Yeah, you know, we do marriage counseling, marriage mentoring, all that stuff. And you see it that at first the men are like, "Oh, you go to church? Go ahead." I mean, like you said, the house will be quiet. I can watch the game in yeah. peace. So that, that's my time now. Go ahead. But over a period of time, she keeps going to church. She keeps going to church. She starts growing. Who's at that church? And yeah, she starts growing. They yeah. see change, and now they don't like it because now she wants change in the house too. Yeah. But you're still the same old person. Yeah. So now it becomes a big point of conflict. Yeah. And the biggest arguments that we hear about is, is that. Yeah. So then they'll start coming to church, because they just. Because just to kind of shut her up, and they'll come to or the they church. want to see what's going on. Or they want to see what's going on, and they'll come to the church and not be happy at the church. And you'll see it; they're praising, worship, and they got their arms folded, falling asleep, and all these things start happening because they're not there for the right reasons. But then, if it does change, you start to see how that marriage starts to flourish, and oh, the whole absolutely. family, kids, and everything starts to change in the household. And it's beautiful how God can work in that mm-hmm. too. So I, I think that that's. I think the idea, because in reality, I ended up coming to this church from my wife. You yeah. know? I know that you at one point were led to church for your yeah, wife. Yeah. You as chasing. well. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know that, that it, God will work he'll in use those it. ways, and he'll use those in those ways. But, um, man, I, I, I think that, and I want to kind of touch back on, I know we've moved on, but the worship thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that we joke around about it and everything, but I think that there's this freedom that actually comes in that worship, yeah. you know? And you were talking about your... Your son, for instance, like there was a freedom that was taking place right there that was just so beautiful, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to. Talk and yeah, and, I, and you can learn from it's it. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Because like I said, when, when um, and it's true, it's right. You know, my wife was like, "I'm gonna go to the church." I'm like, "God, go. You're good." Like you're like you said in your mind, in my mind, you're thinking, "Okay, she's doing her thing. She's satisfied. I get to be left alone watching my football game. We're both happy, right?" But now, like 
Mara said, it becomes, it becomes the conflict happens. Like her, her, her way of, of the norm in the house. Now that needs to change. Everything. Cause mm-hmm. she's not comf- It's not right in her spirit. Mm-hmm. Happy wife, happy are, life. Yeah. <laughs> so then you start to thinking like, and in, in my concept, and I've said this multiple times, but I always find it funny how I first heard about the church through, aside from my wife going to the, the women's group, um, through a, a meeting, the yeah, marriage Bible. Yeah. Bible thing, and I'm like, tune up. So right off rip, I'm like, this guy's trying to separate my me and my wife. Like, you already know that there's something wrong with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was my excuse to go. But I, you, it's it's funny how you go for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but whatever, God uses anything to bring you to the church. So, so you know, so brought me there. Let me ask you guys a question. Now that we've identified the problem, how do we change it? I think we got to lead by the example of, for an example, my son is is going to be the difference. Yeah, I get that. My son is going to be that difference. <clears throat> I, I We can't do nothing now because we're still in our own generation. So we understand that there's going to be other men thinking like us for the most part, mm-hmm. right? But we can make that change. If I made that change for my son and then he made that change for his kids and you made that change, we just kept doing that. And then my son, generationally, yeah. And then my son has a kid that he does that. I think we 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 start to change the dynamic because we introduce church as the norm, the norm, yeah, and not mm-hmm. yeah, the abnorm. Yeah. As as you know, me growing up, it wasn't. I knew about it, but it wasn't like forced upon for us to go. But now, when I'm in church and when I'm with my kids, this is what we do. Yeah, yeah. This I, is how you said it. I like what you said because your kids are looking at you and mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're doing. So the norm is, hey, I'm going to prayer night. Hey, I'm going to worship practice. Hey, this uh, gentleman needs you know prayer over there. I'm going to you know pray mm-hmm. over that, or or even just being at home spending time with the Lord. Like your kids are watching that mm-hmm. you know regularly. So it's so key for them to see you in that moment, for them to look and see what normal looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm going to go a little further because I think I'm not saying that's easy, but I think it's easier when you have control of your kids still down to your roof on the yeah. able to see. Those I agree things. now. But there is generations, our generation, that men are not going to church or generations that were before us. They're not going to church or, you know, people that are outside of our household that how do we I think we have to challenge even men that are in the church. And they just come in just to please somebody else. Yeah. And I think we have to get to a point, too, that we don't allow those men to get comfortable, that we, we, we invest in them, too, so we can see the household change. We can see, um, because if we, again, if we can grab, if we can get the man, we get the then that, we get the house. We get the we household. Get the man, yeah. We get the house. So just because they're in the church doesn't mean that they're leading the charge in their houses like that. No, they're bench warmers. Correct. And then, so I think we had to look at those things too because I, as, as us more seasoned, more uh, mature men, the household's going to follow. We see that already yep. in the households, in our households. Whether yep. the kids want to be there or not, they can still, that's what it is. This yep. is the standard of this house. But how do we help out other men that need to be stepping up into that role? And I think it's, it's men like challenges. Yeah, I, and, and it's not a challenge to them to make them feel like less of a man or you know this and that. But like again, if you build a relationship with the man, then you can be like, hey, listen, lead the charge in your house. Well, listen, it's yeah. like going on a on, a, it's like going on a couple date, a double date, right? Yeah. So if you see if if me and you go out and you know, all, with our, with our let's wives. say all of us I, and we I all take our saying. wives out, right? Yeah, we take and the wives. You see, <laughs> and I see Mario opens the door. That old, yeah. And pulls yeah. out the For chair. His wife. Yeah, hold on. Now, now the challenge is on me. I'm, my wife is not going to look and be like, why is he open? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just set the standard. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Man. You get what I'm that's saying? Good. He just set yeah, the standard. Now, I need to either A, pull Execute. the chair out, or or how do I top that? And 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 with that mindset is what I mean. <laughs> see Jimmy topping it. Topping it. He's yeah. carrying He's his a wife one with upper. the chair. Yeah. He's a one-upper. I come up and I'm the waiter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beat that, bro. By the way, I'm going to go back and cook as well. His wife doesn't walk. He carries her everywhere. <laughs> Welcome to the food lion. But you get what I'm saying. Leon. Like, you change that dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like you challenge yeah. each other, right? Yeah, and those are healthy challenges. Yeah. You know, healthy challenges. Not necessarily right? yeah. a one-upper, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But even I'll take the one-upper. Listen, when we're talking about 
church stuff, the one-upper is fine because that turns into something. That's true because mm-hmm. we were just talking about how, how you take it. he can use anything. Yeah. 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 Let, me, let me tell you something. My son, the little, I need to go back to this because this, it was amazing for me that the son that I just, one of the Sundays that passed. My son was out there and he starts with the, he, he has a segment where he just takes it upon himself and he comes yeah, it's a through moment, a certain right? song yeah. and he praises through that, right? Well, it just ev- elevated a couple Sundays ago, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And now he came up to me and he's like, "Dad, where do I sit?" You know what I'm saying? Doing, doing, um, past, you know, the the worship. And I'm like, "Oh, sit up, sit up front. Yeah. Yeah. Sit with your mom." Yeah, yeah. So he came up front and he sat there. And at his age, man, I'm extremely shocked. But he was taking everything in. Mm-hmm. And then when I seen his eyes closed and. You know, he was just praising him. You're like, something's happening. Listen, he was moved to tears. Yeah. And you can tell the whole you can tell so God I, was just moving. I asked him when I saw you spoke to him. Mm-hmm. I went up there and I spoke to him. I said, You okay? He goes, I feel great. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, okay. So after service we were going home. I was like, Can you tell me what can you walk me through what you were feeling? Because I want I'm curious, you know. He goes, I don't know. I don't know. I just know I felt overly happy. Mm-hmm. Then he said something that really caught me, and I knew at that moment. More than so, not that he was lying before, but I knew, okay, something was moving in him. You know, the Holy Spirit was definitely there. And he goes, he said that Mara went up to him. He goes, ah, Pastor Mara came up to me and told me something about, you know, something about praising or something. He said, you said something. And he goes, so I closed my eyes and that's, that made me cry. Hmm. And he goes, but then I heard the worship team got louder in my head hmm. and I couldn't hear nothing else. He goes, it got really loud, but a good loud. And I hear everyone singing. And he was just taking it. The way he was explaining it, you know, it was, it was surreal. And I'm like, man, that's that's wonderful, bro. Like to, and, and which leads me to this part of us raising men for that, that to become the norm. Because mm-hmm. he went from a segment of what he just loves to do, do a little silly dance from, you know, the um, the tithing, you know, that he he loves that, and then now he's into the word, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's he's like really engulfed engulfed in that, and and it's it's great, and and now he's with that being the norm moving forward, he's already setting standards for the other ones that are already. I mean, he started by himself, and now he's up there. You know what I'm saying? With yeah, some men bringing, come up to him. He's bringing <laughs> the other kids to it with him. And there's actually oh. one gentleman will come on and join yeah. him sometime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so that's good. So he's he's already setting unknowingly, he's setting the blueprint. Yes. You know, that that's really good that you ended up saying that because how often and I'm I'm guilty, I'm calling myself out right now. How guilty am I of or uh, men in general of just being like we come in, you know, we get our seats, we're getting ready to praise, we're getting ready to worship, and we just kind of like the kids are just kind of back there somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? As opposed to saying like, no, you need to be here worshiping with us right yeah. now. That, yeah. You know, that and setting awesome. that standard. Because yeah. we see know? them sometimes, oh, like kids, they'll get it one day. No, no. get it now. Yeah, you need to get it now. Mm-hmm. And and if you're not going to get, because I know that you're not going to get it over there mm-hmm. by, by yourself. So I want you to stand next to me so that something's going to, well, we, yeah. rub off. That's on good. You. And then you keep we keep saying norm, 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 yep. norm, right? Yeah. But if we sit in them, letting them sit back there and say you could be on the phone, you'll get it one yeah, day. Let's just say, let's just say five years, right? Yeah. Let's let's come up with a number, five years, yep. right? Especially if your kid's like nine, ten, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Fifteen years old, they get it. That's right? becoming the that's norm. That's five years of their norm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. five years and we just that's gave them. That's gonna have to be broken. And we yeah. just told them the phone is for five years. The phone is your norm. So the odds of you getting it are now no real slim. No, they well, you know what we're doing is we're we're we're, we're hoping. Mm-hmm. We're not leaving nothing to. We're, we're we're selfishly saying, I'm getting it. I know that. Yeah, we're training that this You'll is not get that it important for you. I'm yeah. getting it right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I'm guilty of that too because. We are. I didn't, in fairness, I'm going to be very transparent. It's not like I told my son to sit up front to get the word. I'm being honest, right? I told him to sit up front because I don't want him back there engulfed and all the other kids with the phone. So I kind of wanted to separate that. So I said, hey, sit up front with your mom. And it it was, he was blessed by that. So it it turned out to be great. It it, it benefited him because he he was, but he could have very easily just went up here and just done what most kids do and just sit there and just. 
When yeah. is this over? And I think that there's something that's so important when you see a child in worship that's that's in that moment of worship, asking those questions like, where are you at? Like, you know, yeah. because of the fact that sometimes, and, and I can just speak with my daughter, you know, specifically, there's been moments that I've seen her in worship before. And I'm just like, you know, where were you at in that? Like, what what were you experiencing? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Beca- and help them kind of develop that. Correct. You know, like... Man, I, I I guess I was in the, a moment with the Holy Spirit, you know. Yeah. So because it could be overwhelming for them. Like you asked, you asked your son, and he's like, I just felt joy. I felt happy, you know. And it's like you, that's a teaching moment. Yeah. The reason why you felt that way is because the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah. Because you know God came in and, and and just embraced you right there. The things like that. So it becomes a teaching moment versus oh, that's just a feeling. No, it's more than a feeling. Yeah. So, and and and. Oh, imagine me looking at my son and saying, "Well, we don't cry." Oh yeah, yeah, because he was moved to tears. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> well, we don't cry. Next time, don't cry. Mm-hmm. You, you know? can feel that, but don't cry. That's what I would have been told <laughs> back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but that's changing that format of mm-hmm. of what we what what is our norm? Yeah. As opposed to theirs. And it was such a beautiful moment. You got you captured the picture because because yeah. your wife's on the worship team and she was singing, and he just left from where his seat was at and went straight to his mom, gave her a hug. And it was... Yeah, he did, and he knows. Yeah. Technically, you're not supposed to go out there and, and yeah. interfere, but he also knows if it's if the spirit is moving you, you this is a church that. where yeah. we're fine with that. Mm-hmm. So nobody was going to correct that. Yeah. That's, that's He doesn't do that norm. He doesn't no, walk no, no, up. No. So for that to be, we knew that was something God yeah. was doing. He's moving him. And he went up there and just hugged her. And my wife knew it too because... My wife doesn't like to be bothered neither. As everyone else During worship, doing yeah. worship, that's your moment up yeah. there worshiping. But she knew. And that's what I'm saying. So, so it was such a wonderful moment that she was connected to God. He was connected to God because if she wasn't, she would have been like, "Hold on, what are you? Get, go go, back go sit down. back over there." Yeah. yeah. Or you, <laughs> as you, the floor director, <laughs> snatched them, tackle them in the middle by his underwear. Just, <laughs> yeah. Get up. Yeah. You know, but nah, I seen it and I was. Um, I I knew it was a and very important. I took that pick. Yeah. Yeah. That famous pick. You know that that's on the the website, yeah. so I took that because I knew it was important. I knew that was the Holy Spirit that moving. Moment. That was a moment, and Man. it yeah. wasn't even him. There was moments I seen these little kids were all over this church praising that day, man. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. I'm, I'm telling you, we had I think I don't know is two or three. His grandfather's on the on on his knees praising and worshiping, and the little kid puts his hand and right on top yes. of his head. Yeah. And that is not his norm. No, yeah. no. He, you know, he was there. He felt it. No, yeah. that's why I think that it's we need to be on top of when we see these moments of these kids worshiping. Even even my daughter out in Mobile was sitting there. She was ministering hands, to people. Ministering to people yes. that were on their knees, you know. There's been moments that, and I think you took the picture, somebody took the picture, where I was up playing guitar for the worship team and she felt necessary to come up and pray, I took for, and pray for you. I always, I always catch yeah. those moments, you. bro. But that's the stuff that we should be encouraging. I'm guilty of it, too, because... In, in my mind, I'm sitting there like, okay, well, she's good with the Holy Spirit. She's good with the Holy Spirit. And I leave it at that when I should have been doing exactly what it is yeah. that you're doing, saying, where are you at? Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. Where's your mind at? You know, so It was yeah. important. And to your daughter, it was important, for an example, when, we were coming, when my wife was coming up and Michelle was coming up with the concept of the flag. Yeah. I, you know, I suggested, I'm like, yo, we need to put, I suggested to put sure. his daughter up there. Because her praise is wonderful. Yeah, bro. we have a, a church flag out front. It says basically to show where the church right. is at and all that stuff, like a welcome. What, what are those welcome. called? Like those welcome flags? It's a banner, a banner, 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 yeah. banner, yeah. yeah. A banner in front of the church and his daughter's on there. And um, let me ask you guys this real quick because we started off with men, right? Um, would you consider a teenager, say 14, anyway, even to 17 years old, would you consider that, or even yourself, would you consider yourself a man at that age? At 14? 14, 15, 16, 17. Legally in the states, eighteen, you're a man. Yeah. I know my son thinks he's a man. Yeah, yeah. I but just that's... just by the age, somebody say, "Oh, he's fifteen years old." We say, "Oh, that's a man." Well, in fairness, and this was tricky because it just in it, fairness, yeah. one of those numbers, I was already becoming a father. Mm. So, it, it, yeah, I I I could I I consider myself forced into manhood if that forced makes sense. Like I I you know nowadays the the your average 16, 17 year olds just look at you and be like, yeah, I'm a man, just to say they're a man. Mm-hmm. But to know that I had to get two jobs and I had a kid, you know, a life on the way, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I don't, maybe I ain't ready to be no man or whatever, but I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. So 
the reality kicked in and I just embraced it real fast and be like, well, this is what I got to do. I can't, yeah. you know. And the reason why I'm bringing this up because I was reading um, in First Samuel and I've been studying the life of David even to a greater degree now. And the Bible says, you know, David got ordained. He got um, anointed to be king of Israel. He was going to be the next king. And he was, they say, anywhere between 15, 17 years old. And the Lord told the prophet Samuel, he says, go to Jesse's house, for there there'll be a man after my own heart. Right. This is David, the youngest one in his family. And he says, he, he already declared that this is a man, even though he was still a teenager. Mm. And it's because David's heart posture. It was David's um, mm. readiness to always worship God. So His that, childlike faith, too. Correct, correct. And he yeah. just worship and worship God. So a real man is a man of worship. Mm. Yeah. And that's what God called, this wow. is a man after my own heart. So when I saw, you know, Gio's worshiping and, and you got uh, Mateus on the worship team and all this, uh, my son Mateus, and you see these things, it's like these guys are closer to being identified as a man, man. than a man because of age or because of life situations. Mm-hmm. That this is what really makes a man. And this is why it's so important that men lead the charge in every area. In every area. So I got to let Gio know he's a man now? No, don't, 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 don't. This is us talking. You know, talking. <laughs> you're, in the, you're on your way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just, I just wanted to throw that out there. What God, identif- God identifies as a man. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It is, it's, it's a, just to go back to, you know, um, Gio and, and your daughter as well. I had a similar experience with my son. Who was praying? Oh back yeah, school. yeah. That was yeah. A couple um, of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, and we, you know, just brought him up um, to pray for school. And as soon as we lay hands, Holy on Spirit him, moved. He man. just broke down crying. Like yeah. I'm like. But it, you told me something real key. You said I always pray with him. Uh, yeah. And he never had that moment. And you know, we brought him up here, and and you guys, <laughs> it's funny because the people bring the kids up here to pray, and I'm like, I'm not praying for them. Not in, not in a mean way. I'm saying, no, yeah. you, the father, is going to pray for them, and I'll yeah. support you in that way. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because we want to establish that the dad, I want these kids to see the dad as the priest of their home. Yeah, that's good. You know, so, and Ron prayed for him. Now Ron prays for him all the time. He prays for his kids. Ron doesn't, he doesn't shy away from praying at any moment. But there was such a beautiful moment, man, because you started praying and then tell him what, what else happened. And he just bust out crying. Like, never experienced, and it was, it was, as a as a dad, it, it was it was overwhelming for me. Like it was, I'm like, wow. Like, yeah, I remember you called me and told me about I'm it. Like, I never, I, I never seen my son act like. I got nervous. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Like, yeah. I never. So my eyes watered. I was. My, my, I'm like, oh man, I'm I'm about to break down. And um, but after after that, we in the car. Just like I had a conversation. I'm like, so why did you start crying? He was like, Dad, I felt love. Mm. And I was like. I, I no, I always show you love. He was like mm-hmm. that. I, I felt a different time. Of this love. was different. He was like everybody loved me. This the the comforter entered. I was. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, and that right there, I was like. This well, you know, and a lot of the times the kids, it's not that they don't. When they say that, I've ever I've identified that already. It's not that they don't think you don't love them. No. It's a different love. Mm-hmm. Different. It's it really different. is. It's a oh, different love. Dude, that's a whole nother podcast. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what it is, what it is, because he knows you love him. Yeah. He knows you love him and you love him. But it was like God entered the room together. It's like the family came complete. The union. The yeah, union, the whole family unit with God involved Man. just overwhelmed them. And it was just, that's amazing. And, you know, that's a teaching moment. That, you know, I, I feel that is God telling us how to love our kid. Yes. Come on. Yeah, that's good. That's 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 how I see it. I see it like everything I've done, I've sat down with my son. We did the Bibles. We're doing the Bible study. We're doing, you know, I pray on dinner and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and doing that, right? And God says, give me one second. Watch this. Mm -hmm. Bam. My son's crying. Bam. My son's crazy. This this moment's for me right now. You know? He amplified the worship in my son's head. He did all that. That's good. But this is what my son's telling me. I'm not making this up. My son's telling me all that. Dad, I heard the worship singing. It got louder is what he told me. Dad, I don't know. I just felt happy. A different happiness that made me cry. This is him. And and as he's telling me, this is what I'm thinking. Like, that's God saying, "This is how it's done. Mm-hmm. This is this is what you need to do." That is so powerful. This is baby. great, yes. but this is what this. Watch Dude, that, this. If men can grab that, that when it comes to worship, um, 
that you can get to a point where the worship drowns out the world. And that's what he said, bro. He said the it worship got so loud got that he louder. couldn't hear anything. And he couldn't else. hear nothing else. Dude, he doesn't have earphones there. on, bro. You know, and it's for his age, on Sunday. <laughs> for his age to do that, it just moved me. And I had to, I had to ask. I'm like, what? How? You know what? And then I told him. I told him that's God moving. And I think it's it's easier for kids to get that connection with yeah. God because they they haven't been exposed to the stuff we've been exposed to. The junk. And they're not thinking about the stuff we're thinking about. Yeah. So when they do come in that that area of praise and worship. It's a clear line of, of, of connection mm-hmm. because it's so pure. They're not touching it. Yeah. They're not touching the stuff we're going through. Bro, look what it says in Matthew 18. It says, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the Come kingdom. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come Bro, on. let me tell you. It's like <laughs> I'm trying to fix a tire. I can't fix it. I don't know. I use the tires example. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, we're going on that. I, I looked at. I, I'm. Tr- you're trying to fix it, right? Let's say I can't fix it, and then here comes Christian. He comes and he fixes it, right? And it, and he did it, right? Your general thing is be like, yo, what did you do? And I feel like that's where I was. Mm. Oh yeah. I was where God just did something. I'm like, what did you do? Yeah. And that's why I had to ask him. Obviously, I'm like, what happened? Tell me how you felt. How'd you feel this way? You know, you're, you're, I'm act, I'm asking because I want to be like, what, what did God do to make mm-hmm. you, you or know I what want saying? that because I, whatever mm-hmm. he did, I want to keep that ball going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Keep feeding that. And yeah. the only thing he told me was the worship got louder. I felt more at peace. Well, okay. I don't know how God did that though. That you're telling me what you felt. I don't know what he did. So he drowned every other thing. He, that's what he did. He's yeah. pure. You got to think he's, he's in a pure state of, I'm, I'm vulnerable. I'm, I'm, I don't have all this. I haven't junk. been tainted. I haven't been world. tainted yet. Yeah. So my connection with God is going to be so pure that it's going to, whatever that's in my head, it's going to completely go away because I'm now, I'm really focused on the word. I'm focused on giving him his, his time. And now it's just like nothing else matters at this point. Yeah. And that's how we got to get to back as, 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 as Christians is like, it's drowning everything out. I'm not listening to nothing else. I'm just in a zone of praising and worshiping and giving it to him because when that noise gets louder, that means something else is being removed out of mm-hmm. our life. Dude, and now right. it's a straight focus on him. We need to get back to there. We that, need to get the period. men back into there. Exactly. The men, because the, you know, the women are doing it. The women are clearly doing it. You know, we need to get we need to get back into control of our own house and and allow and lead our kids because right now the women are leading us dude i like i'm just i'm envisioning right now just this house full of men just praising and worshiping like to to the god of the cosmos and everybody just kind of looking at the men you know and leading by example like that's that's insane thought to me but mm-hmm. it needs to happen it does it, it does and it will one of the greatest um corporate Worships um, that I was a part of. Uh, and I went by myself. I was part of a church. Nobody wanted to go with me. I went to a conference and it was 5,000 men and everyone was praising and worshiping. The sound that was coming out there. Because there was a moment there was no music and the men just kept praising and worshiping. It was just moving. You hear 5,000 men. Wow. It's just like a. Do you think like, it makes a difference when the men are with their family? What I mean is so, do you think it's possible that? The men gathered to something like that, right? For an example, me. Let's say mm-hmm. I go and I'm praising. I'm like, man, I see over five thousand men. I'm, I'm with it. I'm praising mm-hmm. too. I'm all there. But then when I come to a church and my wife's sitting there, my kids are sitting there, my hands are down. I'm not doing what I was doing there. That's because you're in protection mode. Either protection or, um, I, I, I don't know. I'm asking. It could be the protection, maybe. It could be. It could yeah. be. It could be where, I don't. I, I want to keep this persona going. So they, I'm not looking any different to yeah. my kids, my, I think so my daughter. Many, you know, what so I'm saying? many things are there's so many variables. Um, because when people sign up to go to a conference, they know they're going for that. Yeah, right. Versus, they prepare for it. Yeah, so they they put a value on it. I'm going. This whole value thing has been sticking to me. That's but there's a value on it. I'm going there for this. And sometimes I'm expecting. Yes, yeah. and then sometimes on a Sunday service we take it as this is know, my this, every. This is my norm. This is my family. This is you know. This is we don't. We forget why sometimes while we're going there. So we just don't. But if we get that mentality of I'm going to praise, I'm going to worship, this is what I'm going to do, this is my moment. If we take it that way, you know, we prepare for Super Bowl Sundays. Why can't we prepare every Sunday as if it was the, the, 
yeah. the, the the grand day of of the week. Yeah. So well. there's so many valuables. I mean, there's variables, and um, and and I do. I know we've been talking about the men, but uh, but women too. You know, we got women had to get to that point too where you drown out that that whole message your son man i think it's messing with my head right now right. that the worship got louder and it drowns out everything yeah, else man. and 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 women tend to attach all the emotions to all everything that's happening in their lives everything and they'll come in and they'll worship and all that stuff but then as soon as they leave all those things start attaching themselves back so they got to get all of us men and women have to get to a point where worship drowns out every care everything. of this world everything everything and and we see it through the life of david every time he had an issue he would go back to god and just yep. worship yep. and worship he's like i know this is what's happening but i gotta worship and i know that this is where i have to be i have to dwell here yep. i have to stay right here yeah mm. that's real that's good, good man. worship what? over worry Good. Take Put it on a shirt. That's my that's my takeaway. Worship take over away. worry. Worship over worry. Stick <laughs> yeah. into it. Um, for me, uh, I had a wake up call just obviously for myself, just making sure that the the kids are seeing us in worship because we need to be leading by example as far as the men in the house, you know. So that's mine. Uh, for me, I think just continue to set the stage for the kids, for my kids, um, being that example. Um, because there's there's nothing like being able to pray over them and they and them being in this type of atmosphere and understanding like this is our everyday norm now for for dad to pray over us and for me to pray in on them in front of everybody and not be embarrassed about it mm -hmm. kind of set the stage for them so my takeaway is just continue to put them in a position to be in this type of environment and thrive in the position I like that mm -hmm. can you imagine if we took all the kids and made them sit all up in the front in the position and put them in the position to where praise That's your job next Sunday, Jimmy. There you go. He is only. I'm in the back. So I love to do that. <laughs> put them up front and call it a day. Collect, collect their phones. <laughs> phones I'll do right here. I'll do that. I don't mind being a bean guy. My takeaway is lead by example. I know that's very generic to hear, but um, my son taught me something. He led, don't be afraid to even see a sign and, and be like, you know, don't be don't be afraid to learn from something that normally you wouldn't think you'd be like, I would, mm -hmm. never thought I would have learned from my son at that age, you know what I'm saying? But to watch him worship like that, I'm like, man, like, I don't even know what that was, bro. That's in a whole, you know, I pray that that's the beginning. I think it is. Yeah, of Of something great to come for him. I really, I, I really do. Um, but my final thoughts is uh, don't be afraid to 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 be that example uh, and and change the norm and be, and make a new different norm. We need that, especially as men. Absolutely. Hey guys, this has been real good. It's hey, been. listen, check us out on all of our social media forums, TikTok. How's TikTok. that going? On? Tick, TikTok good? Tick, TikTok's good. <laughs> uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube Shorts. Also, please email us. Email us on slingandstonepodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Um, we are on everything that has to do with podcasts, so you can check us out anywhere. Other than that, y'all have a good We day. also on Cash App, so. Oh, my bad. Um, oh, yeah. about that cash. Cash App. That moolah. That young moolah. <laughs> Hey, man, it's been a great episode. Yeah. It's been amazing. It's been this, this was tough. God bless this. everyone, man. All right, have a good night. Stay blessed. Yeah. Thank you for being a part of Sling and Stone. I hope today's conversation was engaging and life-giving. If you've enjoyed your time with us, please like and subscribe. And best of all, share with your friends and family. Until next time, stay blessed and have a great week.